This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Voice, I don't know who it is. Miley Cyrus. Oh, she's awesome. She just put out an EP. And this is the first single from it. It's called Mother's Daughter. Hopefully we got a lot of three-point shooters on the Raptors. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on Thursday, June 13th. Raptors are gearing up for Game 6. Tonight, yeah. Hopefully, depending on when you're listening to this, they're already champions yeah. that they've won. Yes. But who knows what will happen. I don't want to jinx anything. It is Tucker and Mora, along with our producer Chris Bundes with this latest podcast. Mm-hmm. We're putting out two a week now. We do one with just sort of original content, meaning like stuff we haven't done on the radio, and then we do another one, which did we ever decide on a yes, name? Yes, it's called Tucker and Mora Take Two. Take Two? Okay. Well, our Take Two podcast. <laughs> I won that one somehow. Did you win that one? Right. I, I, thought, I thought we were going to like do a little poll or something. Yeah, well, it. people were DMing me saying Take Two is a great name, so let's just go with that. Okay, so that's um, just highlights from the whole week. Yeah. We play back stuff. So some people didn't want it because they hear the show from six to nine. Other people were like, I only hear it for 20 minutes. I'd love to hear some of the other stuff. So we've got that out there as well. Yeah. So we'll do another one. We'll put another one out tomorrow. So one a week uh, for the uh, replay and then one original stuff. On today's podcast, six signs you've found a keeper. Okay. If you're with someone and you're on the fence and you want to know if you know you're checking off all the boxes, let me tell you something. If you're <laughs> if you're already wondering that, walk away. It's not the one. You're a firm believer in that, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. After in the, in the one, yeah. What's the point of spending your the rest of your life with someone if they're only a little bit the one? You know, why not just wait? Well, I feel like some people's expectations for what the one is aren't is. Um, realistic as yours, Mora. And so there are people out there that have this movie um, plot in their head of what it's supposed to feel like. And if they don't get there, they feel like they're never going to get there. Yeah, well, you got to wait. So you have to be realistic. No, I can't. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some people will wait forever. Some people will wait forever. We'll go through this list and we'll see. Maybe we'll check all the boxes off and it'll be like, yeah, you know what? They are the one. Okay. Uh, also, I love a good F-bomb on live TV. Got audio of that happening. Oh, nice. Part of the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
And uh, I don't know. Let's start with this, too. Did you know Drake just recorded with Chris Brown? Which is a big deal because they were beefing for a long time. Well, yeah. I mean, after what happened with Rihanna, I mean, uh, Chris Brown was pretty untouchable for a while there. Nobody wanted to record with him. So I'm kind of surprised. I hate Chris Brown. He's one of those people (laughs) that I wish would just have gone away and that people would have, uh, because of his actions, would have just said, you know what? It's a privilege to do what you do and you don't deserve that privilege. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't just Rihanna. It was the way he carried himself uh, in the months afterwards and then the year afterwards. He just made it seem like he had made one small little mistake and people had to get over it. Yeah, no, no. he kept acting in a really asshole kind of way uh-huh. you know what i mean like smashing windows at uh was it the today show i think he was think there he was and he threw a tantrum CNN or something like that but maybe he was going through a phase I, I i don't know i i would say that i find myself liking his music and i don't like to say that but i do well what if jeffrey dahmer was an amazing musician <laughs> and he had these killer songs but he liked to eat people when he after he murdered them yeah he makes me sick. would you be like i secretly like his songs and listen to it's, it in private yeah don't yeah no don't compare but yeah where is that line for you mora where's the line i don't know i do have a couple of his songs downloaded on my phone though for sure beautiful people i love that song i'm even hesitant to play this because i don't want people to like it well, I'm surprised that Drake would do a song with him because he ha- he does have that a lot of people who would never listen to his music. Okay, so the song, it's actually a Chris Brown song and Drake is a guest, you know, featuring Drake. Okay. The song is called No Guidance. Hey. You got it, girl, you got it. Yeah. Pretty little thing, you got a bag and now you violent. You just took it off the line, no mileage. Waiting, hitting you to DM looking. So far, so good because it's just Drake. Where's Chris Brown? Is he coming in? You're telling me you can't find another guy with that voice that can do the same thing that doesn't have to be Chris Brown? Baby girl, you got it, girl. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. This is what I was worried about. This is why I didn't want to play it. Well, according to Apple's daily top 100 streaming, it's yeah. currently number one. Wow. Is it? On daily streams, thing people is, are over it. People are over it. Chris you can Brown. beat the crap out of your girlfriend. You can act like a giant a-hole, and people will get over it. And that, to me, is pathetically sad. Chris Brown is incredibly talented. He can dance, he can sing. Yeah, but there are other people who can do that. Go watch The Voice on any given week. The Voice. They have amazing vocalists on that show that would love an opportunity to do this. Karaoke stars, in my opinion. All of those shows. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, Drake and Rihanna are like this. I guess it goes to show that probably Rihanna could be over it too, maybe. 
Well, we don't you know, know for Drake. We don't know the whole story. Only they know the whole story, right? I'm just trying to focus on the music, Tucker. You're focusing on the music. Can you do that with Michael Jackson now that you've watched oh, uh, Leaving Neverland? That is tough. I haven't even watched the oh. whole thing yet. I watched uh, maybe 10 minutes of it. And oh. about four minutes in, I was like, that guy is, is guilty. guilty AF. Well, you know what I mean? I highly recommend you watch it because it just goes to show how our perception of someone can be so morphed and wrong when they are a celebrity. Because literally, these are the victims coming forward telling you why in court they said, no, he didn't molest me. Their victims are saying, I was lying on the stand because I thought I was in a relationship with Michael Jackson as an eight-year-old boy. Which, you know, know, how could that even be possible? Well, now looking back, both of the guys realized how wrong it was when they had kids that were their age when they were molested. I haven't heard from anyone that watched Leaving Neverland. Uh, that I, I haven't heard from anyone was like, you know what? I feel like, you know, still I'm still not, on the fence. Yeah, still not buying Every it. single person's like, holy crap, I feel guilty for having listened to Michael Jackson in the last <sighs> 20 so years. so talented. What an yeah. incredible artist. So you've seen the series. You believe he's guilty <laughs> yeah. of taking advantage and molesting young boys. Oh! And is his music still on your playlist, Maura? Tucker, why are you doing this to me? Well, because you are, uh, you know, supporting Chris Brown here. So I want to know at what point is it too much for you? too much, yeah. No, Michael Jackson is not on any of my playlists right now to answer your question. Okay. What if Jeffrey Dahmer was... uh, (laughs) Stop! Stop doing the what-if scenarios. Was the sixth member of the Backstreet Boys. The one... Please watch the doc, guys. It's fantastic. But also disturbing, right? Well, really sheds some light on the, on celebrity culture and how blinded we can be when you're dealing with a megastar to the level of Michael Jackson. I mean, he is not just your run-of-the-mill star. He's a megastar. Yeah, and people know? are willing to kind of twist and bend their ethics. And I don't mean children, because they obviously are in no position to make decisions. But yeah. I've seen it where celebrities are out and women will hit on them and they will know that these celebrities are married, but they don't care because they want the feather in the cap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember being out fans. with an NHLer and he was married and people were hitting on him and he was loving it and hitting back and really? pretty sure he hooked up with one of them. Wow. I won't say the guy's name because I don't know for sure 100%, but it looked very much like they left the bar together. You were hanging out with an NHLer? That's the bigger story. It's got to be some guy. Nobody knows. You said the name. It's no, like no. Simpson. I can't tell you in which, uh, I, I can't say how I was hanging out with him, mm-hmm. but I was hanging out with him. And girls were coming up, and they were throwing themselves at him. Right. And he was a married guy with kids, and he I'm convinced he cheated on his wife that night. Wow. Yeah. Did you cheat on your wife that night? Oh, yeah, with all the girls that were, uh, you know, <laughs> not successful with him. They no, were like, who I are you sitting with? This random guy? Yeah, I wasn't married at the time. Oh, so you were like, I'll take these ladies off your yeah. hands? <laughs> they were not interested, Maura. <laughs> there was Aww. no feather in the cap for Nalen Tucker you that night. You didn't catch his fallout, as they say? <laughs> no. no fallout? No, and he was there for charity. It was like a charity event. Wow. Yeah. Classy. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to know the six signs you found a keeper? Yes. So, 
If you are with someone and you're feeling pretty good about it, but you're on the fence, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. here is sign number one. They are the first person you want to share good or bad news with. Yes. Yeah. I remember when we lost our jobs, I called my husband, Matt, Mm. and I really couldn't think of anyone else to call. Like, who else should I notify? Well, me. You could have called me. (laughs) We did talk. We did talk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're right. I called my wife right away. Yeah. Um, and if you do that, if you're the, you know, if they are the first person you share the good or bad news with, it means that you're comfortable being open and honest with them and that you're feeling like they'll celebrate that news with you and or support you in that moment. Um, sign number two, you're with a keeper. You feel like you're the real person you are around them. Uh, Like you don't have to put on a show. You're comfortable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is usually, like, I would say there's more negatives that come with that than positives. Right, because you let your guard down, you just be yourself, and maybe, like, you know, you you let your temper flare up, because that's who you are. It's right. There's no person I'm a bigger dick around than my wife yeah. and kids. It's unfortunate that they get to see that side of you that you hide from people like me, probably, right? I only get the good tucker. Well, yeah. Not always, by the way. But. On the flip side, <laughs> well, yeah, rarely do you, see, I mean, you might see me in a bad mood or something, but rarely are you ever feeling like I'm coming down You've on you. You've never yelled at me, ever. Well, I couldn't imagine doing that. But yeah, if it was my if you were my wife, yeah. there'd be times where I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Right, right. There's sometimes where Dad will be mad at me or in a pissy mood, and I'll be like, oh, "I just want someone to come over so she puts on that you know phony I'm in a good mood." Vibe. <laughs> That's terrible. And it's, but we all do it, right? right. Like you're in a pissy mood. You're having people over. They come over, and you're like, "Hey, everybody!" And then yeah. you just put on the show. I find that you're with the one when you can both be in a pissy mood, but you can kind of look at each other and laugh about it. Yeah. You know, that's when you're with the right person. Yeah. And sometimes when you're in a pissy mood, you want your significant other to call you out on it. Yeah. But really in that moment, all they're doing is getting mad at you because you're in a pissy mood. Yeah. yeah. And you know you're in the wrong, but you just, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Okay. I'm agreeing with these so far. Okay. So, uh, sign number three, you found a keeper. And you should be keeping track of these, Bundes, because you're a serial dater who will probably never find the one if you continue down the road you're traveling on. No, I don't think so. I have, <laughs> I have that romanticized idea about what love should be. Yeah. And I, I can't seem to find anybody that that's, has all these three things that you've just mentioned so far in that one person. Well, those are just two. Wait till you hear the third. Oh, okay. You got to spend okay. more than 24 hours with the person, by the way. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) To call them when you've got good or bad news. (laughs) He was in Miami, hooked up with five people, but you know, none of them felt like the one in the hour and a quarter he spent with each one of them. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe I should have given them two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have helped. Good point. (laughs) Okay, you communicate well, even when things get tough. Like after a fight, you're quick to talk it through. Yeah, that's good. And say you're sorry and you're respectful of each other that's true i'm kind of guilty of not necessarily doing that right away I, you know sometimes i like people to f- know that they've upset me and i kind of oh, drive it in a little man. bit well don't everyone kind of does that no you never do that you tell you're telling me <laughs> that sometimes you don't go to bed pissed off just so mad has to suffer through the night knowing that you're pissed off at him no i go to bed angry because i know i'm going to wake up the next morning and it's not going to be a, as big of a deal I think Matt would usually rather resolve things at night, but I have to go to bed because I got to get up at 3.45. Yeah. Well, sometimes I just want to shut it down too. Yeah. 
And then the the worst thing is that we have an extra bedroom in our house. Oh, so you so go sleep in there. Sometimes bedroom. I sleep there when things are great because I just want a good night's sleep because we get up early. Other times it's like, well, I'm sleeping in the other room. And then I'll be down there and then I'll hear the steps because I can hear every step from level two to the basement. It's like, I'm like, oh no, we're about to rehash this. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, step number four, you feel like you're on the same team. Yeah, totally. And willing to make sacrifices sometimes just to make the other person happy. Yep. Uh, step number five, you've found a keeper. Your friends like them. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't let your friends totally dictate how you live your life, but when they don't like the person you're with, that can be a red flag. True. I would also say that even though you might think that you're really close with your partner's friends, that you're you're never going to be as close as they are with them. Because I used to, one of my husband's best friends lived in our basement for a while when we bought our first house together. And I started complaining about Matt, my husband, to the best friend. Because he'd be like, oh, the kitchen's a mess. I'd be like, oh, I, yeah. I know. So I'd start Don't pitching. You, you almost loved that there was someone that knew him as well as <laughs> yes. you. So you guys could just be like jamming We could commiserate together. But then he started telling <laughs> Matt on me. He started ratting me out. Hey, uh, <laughs> Maura's been talking shit yes. about you, about the kitchen mess. Yes. I don't I don't want to be I feel like he was trying to break you guys up I so he could like have his he, best friend back. I feel like he was too. I'm like, "What? I thought we had a bond here, man. I thought you were my friend too, but now I realize Matt comes first, I'm second in that relationship." But that's not always the case. I mean, that's not exactly what this is talking about. We've all had those friends that are hooking up with someone and you're just like, they're terrible people, but yes. your friend doesn't see it. Yeah. If all your friends think that this person's terrible, maybe you should look into it a little more. Because mm-hmm. they might be looking at it with clearer eyes than you are, That's right? That's right. Yeah. And the final step that you've found uh, or sign that you found a keeper is you're proud to be with them and they're proud of you too. That's big. That's huge. How much do you like bringing your beautiful wife around to events and stuff like that? Oh yeah, she's great. She's like, and I'm proud of all her wife of all her accomplishments at work. Like she's a high level employee where she works and well respected, and she's always killed it wherever she's gone. Is she proud to bring you around, or does she? Is she like, oh, no spouses again for this work event? Sorry, Tucker. (laughs) Imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this would be better. I mean, there are times where we're going to work events, like where I have a work event where I don't want her to be there because I know she's not going to have a good time because I'm going to be spending the whole whole night talking to other people right talking about radio yeah sure but i mean i'm happy to introduce her to people like i love you know when she's around i can be like yes this is what i've accomplished look <laughs> at what likes me back <laughs> but at the same time I, you know i feel bad when you know she's getting ignored so i don't want her to have to go through that i like having matt around because he usually wins people over better than i ever could yeah. people even are like wow your husband is the nicest person i've ever spoken to he just makes, everyone falls in love with him. Men, mm-hmm. women, animals, everyone. So hopefully you checked off a lot of the boxes there. If not, get the hell out. Run. Run. <laughs> Give us one of your famous runs. Run. I, they, they, Backstory there is that Maura had to go in and re-record that. Uh, that, wasn't, w- that was the word, right? There, I got this part in a Guillermo del Toro 
television show called The Strain. You might recognize Guillermo's name because he won uh, an Oscar for Best Director for Shape of Water. So I'm in his TV show playing a reporter and mid-report, all of these blood-sucking vampires start jumping around and I have to yell, run. But I just can't yell, run. Like <laughs> They must have had me re-record that probably 90 times and I just couldn't seem to get it out properly and then when I watched the episode they cut the run part out completely so I would just like drop the mic and ran off on my own run run That's pretty good. It's awkward to do that way, I'm sure. It's awkward, because I was kind of holding a microphone, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Oh, now, run! See, I can't do it! Run! Is that better? A little bit. A little too intense, maybe. Pull it back a bit. And what were they saying to you through all those takes? Like, if you, you're you not joking when you said they made you do it about 80 times. I'm not joking, no. And were they giving you little tips? Try it again. Okay, this time pretend someone's actually going to kill you. No, no. I mean, I'm expected to have my own inspiration as an actor, right? Oh. They're not going to tell me how to do my... Not coaching you? No, but he was oh. like, uh, pull away from the microphone. Try it like this. Try it like that. But yeah, no, I couldn't nail it. And then that ended your reign with Guillermo del Toro. I did not get asked to be in The Shape of Water, oddly (laughs) enough. (laughs) Still haven't seen that movie. Everyone's turned me off it. Yeah, it's a bit funny. (laughs) (laughs) I got to see it, though, one day. So I can see if you were actually right. About Guillermo? About the movie. You said it was just too weird to get into, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful piece. uh, Very artistic. Beautiful to look at. Um... Uh, Maybe I need to see it again, too, because I'm just surprised. The last thing you want to hear when you need your auto insurance most is... Thank you for calling. Please listen to your list of 46 possible service options. Which is why when you choose USAA Auto Insurance, you'll get great service that is easy and reliable. 24-7 online service for claims, access to roadside assistance, and more. All at the touch of a button. Start getting the service you deserve. Get a quote today. Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm surprised. Okay, I love a good F-bomb on television. I don't know why they do this. They got to stop having microphones near ice level when a hockey team wins the Stanley Cup because all they're doing is running around dropping F-bomb after after F-bomb. So this is uh, from 
when the St. Louis Blues beat the Boston Bruins game seven of the Stanley Cup. Listen to all the beeps in this. Okay, I have one of the unedited ones. This one's classic because it's actually uh, one of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, It's Ryan O'Reilly, and he's being interviewed by Sportsnet. Okay. Okay, so this is live on television, one-on-one interview on the ice. You know, with the way Benner performed there, you know, he was unbelievable. He That first period, he made unbelievable saves to give us a chance to be got a little mojo going. Um, You know, once we got that lead, we knew we were going to... Get it. Yeah. Sorry, I bought you. I so amped up. I'm so sorry. We just we knew the boys are. I've heard that word in hockey before. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I mean, we have to do it for our job. We have to watch those f bombs and sh bombs. So can they not do it when they win? Can they not think of a better word? I kind of think part of them they don't care. Right. You know, what do they care? It's not, they're not going to lose their jobs out of it. Mm-hmm. If anything, it means maybe they'll be less likely to be hassled after a game for an interview. Well, we were talking about how hockey athletes make the least amount of money from all the sports. Um, What's the stat Well, there? it's not the, the least amount of money in sports. It's that no one from the NHL cracked the top 100 of highest paid athletes. Right. Not even one of them. Not made, even one of them. You know, John Tavares, whose salary is just short, shy of $16 million this year, didn't make the top 100, which is crazy. Maybe it's But they're because... factoring in endorsements. It's not just straight salary. It's right. endorsements Maybe and everything. Maybe they're not endorsable for products because they're so profane on camera. Nah, I think it's just that there aren't... I don't know if it's as... Uh, like, what, what do hockey players endorse? Subway? Like, what is Sidney Crosby? What's his big thing that he's Tim always... Hortons. Tim Hortons. Oh, Tim Hortons. Yeah, well, think about hockey players. They got no teeth. They have, like, their own sticks or maybe skates. Uh, like, goalies will have certain pads or equipment. But right. there's not a ton that have, like, a Nike endorsement or a shoe deal. Like, a, like oh, a Kawhi Leonard and New Bound. Like, they, they just don't have things like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, what else do we want to get to? Oh, yeah. I, um, so, Celine Dion just wrapped up her 16-year run in Vegas. The residency is over. 16 years? Yeah, they built a coliseum for her attached to the casino for her to perform. I don't know what her original deal was, but they built this thing for her. Uh And then subsequently, others started doing, um, you know, John Elton John started doing a residency in the same place because Celine Dion couldn't just play that often. No. Other people would come in and sort of sub in from time to time. Cool. And um, in her last show, uh, she actually paused at one point so a fan could go to the bathroom. No. Yeah. And I've heard this complaint about seeing Celine Dion from people who have been to the show that she spends too much time doing bits between songs Uh and not enough time singing. So here she is. I think the person had just got back to the bathroom at this point. He's almost done. Is it you? Come over here. You went to the bathroom. Now you feel better. 
think of you too, but I'm not going to shake your hand. Not that I don't trust you. You did? Well, let's do this, just in case. I trust you so much. We all waited for you. You 4,300 people waited for you, man. Yeah, that'd be kind of annoying, though, if you're at a Celine Dion show and you're waiting for somebody to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Wouldn't that inspire you in a way to go to the bathroom yourself? Well... I mean, thank God that person didn't need to do more things in that bathroom. Imagine 4,000, how many people waiting? Man, that was nine minutes, dude. (laughs) Uh, That's crazy. I feel like she thinks, because she's done so many shows in that venue now for 16 years, that that's like her living room. Mm. And those fans are like her family, you know? That's why you're getting all the talk. The reason why I bring this up is because it reminded me of when we did an, uh, an uh, I guess, a one-star reviews edition with Celine Dion because mm-hmm. we were giving away tickets for the show she has coming up in Toronto. And uh, and reading the reviews, the most common complaint was how self-indulgent she was between the songs, which is crazy. Uh, like, here's one I just pulled up. Uh, she has become so full of herself and self-indulgent, she forgot about her customers. She came on just after 8 and finished by 9.45 with easily 25 minutes of talking. Hmm. Um, here's another review. Now on to the worst part. She spent at least a third of the time or more talking and she thinks she's funny and she's not at all. <laughs> Maybe it's French-Canadian humor and I missed the jokes, but she's seriously awful. She blathered on for 10 minutes about Deadpool 2 and some Ryan Reynolds fantasy she had. Seriously tedious and arrogant and again, not funny and uh, nor interesting. See, she thinks she's sitting in her living room with her best buds talking about Deadpool 2. Here's a review from somebody in Toronto named Nancy. The headline is Cheesy Speaking. I know I'll get lots of slack from people about this review. However, this is how we felt. Venue great, seats company, Celine's voice fantastic. I did not pay money to hear her sing other artists' songs, so I guess they didn't like the covers. Her cheesy talks were boring. Wow. Aw, I feel for her. That's probably her time where she gets to connect with people. Yeah. And they're like, we want to see you dance, monkey. Keep singing for us. Uh... Disappointed show. She chit-chatted way too much with the audience and sang very minimally. I wonder if that's a Vegas thing, though, because you would think back to the days of, like, Frank Sinatra and those guys that did those residencies. I'm sure there was a lot of banter that they were doing in between sets. Maybe she's trying to create one of those Vegas-style shows where you chit-chat and then you launch into a song. Yeah. Some people are very chatty, though. I remember going to see Adele. At Scotiabank Arena, mm-hmm. and Adele does a lot of talking. But I feel like it's, maybe she's just funnier and better at it. Maybe. Because I didn't bother me when it was happening, you know? Jeez, I hope Celine hasn't re- read these reviews Oh, yet. I wonder. I mean, Look, let's be honest. Most people loved it. Of the, how many reviews were here? There's 3,259 reviews, Eighty. Two percent of them are like five star excellent. Okay. Three percent of them are terrible. Okay. So it's so definitely the minority, but it is a complaint. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to like it, it's going to be because uh, one of two things. One is she canceled a lot of shows when she was sick, and probably when her husband was sick. Yeah. So people would take trips to Vegas only to find out the day of that she's not performing, mm-hmm. which would be a huge drag. And the other thing is she just chatted too much and wasn't funny.
Well, hopefully when she comes to Toronto, you'll get the French Canadian humor. <laughs> right? It'll be like, she's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's a good point. So what does it say about your relationship if you are with somebody, but you don't live together full time? Is that a plus or a minus? Reason why I bring this up is Gwyneth Paltrow has been remarried. I don't know if you knew this. She consciously coupled up with <laughs> a guy named Brad, who is, I think he's like a TV producer or something. Okay. Anyway, they hooked up last September, got married last September, but they still don't live together full time. And some people are being critical of them over the fact that they don't live together, saying that, you know, it's not it's not a healthy thing to do because when things get tough, it's very easy to let those grudges or you know when you're pissed off and you can go back to another place you yeah. don't always get through it so do they live in the same city but have different places um, or are they in different countries and have different places well he spends four nights a week at gwyneth's place okay and then he spends the other three at his house when he has his kids okay well that's fair and she's cool with it she says it's fine um and i guess a lot of her married friends Say that it sounds ideal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of breathing room. I can relate to this to just a small degree. And it's because at times during the week, I'll sleep divorce my wife. Yeah. I'll sleep in another bedroom. Right. And it it feels pretty great to have your own space sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's necessarily the best thing long term. I don't know. I think it's okay. One of uh, my favorite relationships, which unfortunately isn't happening anymore, I think they broke up like three years ago, is Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter. They actually, they never married. They had two kids together and they had two houses side by side with a bridge connecting them in the middle. That w- I think they tried originally to be in the same house and then this was the solution two houses bridge over the middle and the kids would just run back and forth although helena said they spent most of their time on her side because it was tidier (laughs) 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 but to me sometimes don't you feel like you're just cleaning up after people all the time i know i do that's my biggest complaint in my life is that i'm cleaning up after a toddler and i have much different cleanliness standards than my husband right so i find myself cleaning you know as soon as i come home from work the first thing i have to do is clean i have to clean up the breakfast that they had that morning and it's just like oh it drives me crazy and it takes a lot of time of my day i do all the laundry for everyone i'm the only one who changes changes the sheets i'm the only one who cleans the toilet i'm the only one who cleans the whole bathroom and so if you uh had my own had enough money you would have a house attached with a bridge to matt's house yeah, that might. Well, at least like Matt could have a separate ward that he could just trash if he wanted to, you know? He could just trash it. But don't you think he would always be over on your side <laughs> trashing your place still, <laughs> even if you had a bridge and he had his own place? Yes. And then a lot of my stuff would end up over there. I'd be like, where's my charger for my phone? It'd be on his <laughs> side, right? Yeah, he would need clean glasses. He'd go grab them at your place because he had some buddies over on his side yeah, of the place. And, and leave. Then, and then they'd, you'd have nothing left in your place. Exactly. <laughs> So who knows what's perfect? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think when you have uh, 
like blended families and stuff, maybe this is the best solution yeah. to be able to have your own space and get back together. Four nights a week sounds a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people who have traveling spouses that are gone that much anyway. I don't know how they do that. Like when you have a spouse that's away Monday to Friday, we work with a lot of people that are like that. That seems so hard to me. Well, when your kids are younger, it definitely is. As they get older, it's not so bad. I mean, my wife used to travel a lot with work. She still does travel. Yeah. Uh, I remember being at home for a week with just a one and a three-year-old and working that week. How did I you do I daycare during the day, but, you know, at night I had to look after everything. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard, but you do it. Yeah. It's hard being a single parent. Eh? And then they get back and you're like, here. <laughs> Take, <laughs> Take this. It. It's your turn now. <laughs> Going sailing for the weekend. <laughs> That's what drives me crazy when I hear stories of people being like, I've been at work all day. I just need to sit down and take a break. And you're like, well, you don't you think that what the single parent was doing at home all day with the kids was work? Because it was. And they haven't even had a mental break yet. You probably had time to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. Yeah, I feel like uh, the the best case scenario is that each person in a relationship when you have kids gives each other turns to be away. Yeah. You know what I mean? What comes around goes around. So you give me a weekend to go do something with some buddies and then I'll let you do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that usually works pretty well because everybody does need a break. And the usually the easiest way when you're in a relationship is just to give the other person a break. Yeah. Not be like, you can't go away. I have too much to do. (laughs) I probably get more weekends away though than Deb. Yeah, you do. But she goes away more for work. So during the week. Balances out a little bit. All right, you know what? I think we're going to wrap things up for today. And um, go Raptors. Yeah, or congratulations, Raptors. <laughs> or, oh no, game seven's happening on Sunday, Raptors. <laughs> That's the problem with these podcasts. It's hard to be, you know, too specific about time because yeah. you never know when people are listening to these. But uh, we always do appreciate that you take the time to listen. And, uh, yeah, watch for our Take Two podcast. That'll be up tomorrow. Okay. Or yesterday, if you're listening to this on Saturday. (laughs) I know. Once again, Miley Cyrus. I like it. See ya.